Have you wondered if you can get used to wearing a CPAP while having insomnia? And if so, how? Well, this is the question that Medium Blue has for us in this episode of Mining the Commons. What a change to have been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just something that's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is the Sleep Coach School. So yes, that's it. You know exactly the topic we're going to get into. You know, I think we can learn something about this. Not that's you know specific to like CPAP insomnia, but you know some general principles that really apply to sleep struggles in general. And we're going to look at the comment in a second. But first, I just want to you know share a little tip with everyone. And this is Insomnia Insight number three hundred and sixty, where we talk about the differences uh, between insomnia and sleep apnea. You know, I say sleep apnea here because it's easier to write, but I mean specifically obstructive sleep apnea. And, uh, you know, no medical advice, of course, but just some general thoughts on, you know, what, what may be different between the two. And with that said, yeah, let's let's jump in and look at this comment that came in just five hours ago. And it's actually a comment on the previous Mining the Comments uh, episode. And Medium Blue says, Hi, Daniel. Do you have any advice on how to get used to sleeping with a CPAP machine while also having insomnia issues or issues with insomnia. I was recently diagnosed with a mild sleep apnea and have a shiny new CPAP on my nightstand, but I can't bring myself to try it because I'm falling asleep easily now. And I'm afraid that by introducing this change that I will fall back into an insomnia pattern for a while. I like to think that I'm not afraid of not sleeping anymore, but I still find that I can be sensitive to changes around my sleep. So Medium Blue, thanks for submitting this question and I uh, hope uh, to share things that can be really helpful. Uh, the first thing I wrote down was actually this one, like, why did you, and again, this is not specific advice to you, Medium Blue, or anyone else, no medical advice here. When I say you, I mean, you know, someone who has this type of question, you know, why did you have a sleep study in the first place? And the, the reason I, I ask this is because I, I hear this very, very, very often. Somebody says like, hey, Diane, like I was, you know, I had the struggle with sleep. I had a sleep study. I was diagnosed with mild sleep apnea and now I have a CPAP device, uh, but I also have this like the insomnia going on. What should I be doing? And so, you know, I, I think it can be helpful to look at why was the sleep study done in the first place, particularly if sleep has started to happen easier thanks to like learning and education. It sounds like when we hear this comment from Medium Blue that things have actually gotten easier, but now, you know, Medium Blue has been diagnosed with sleep apnea and has a CPAP device, so what to do? Well, my thinking here is that if the reason, somebody looks back and realizes that, okay, the reason I had a sleep study in the first place was probably because of you know how I experienced insomnia. That it was probably my insomnia experience that led me to have a sleep study, and now my insomnia is getting easier. It's fading away. Then maybe the, the sleep apnea was diagnosed. Maybe it never really played a role. Maybe it wasn't important at all. And that, and when we see that, when we see that the reason I had a sleep study was actually, it wasn't actually sleep apnea symptoms that led to that. Then, you know, we can see that sleep apnea was kind of what we call an incidental finding. It was something that was just, just happened to be found that really wasn't playing a role. And then the, the question of whether to use a CPAP at all, you know, can be um, 
can be brought up. So that's kind of segues nicely into number two here, which is, you know, talking for everyone, like, you know, that has questions about their CPAP. I think talk to your doctor about whether CPAP is needed in the first place. And I would say, you know, I used to work as a sleep doctor. And when I started working as a sleep doctor, the teaching consensus was that, you know, for mild sleep apnea, there you know, you didn't actually need treatment for, from a medical standpoint, it was something that you could just try to see if you felt better or not. Later on in my career, there was this very big study that came out called the SAVE study that looked at, you know, randomizing CPAP to people with severe sleep apnea. Actually, not only severe sleep apnea, but people who had had cardiovascular issues and had severe sleep apnea. The first kind of like big randomized large study showed that people who were getting a CPAP for their severe sleep apnea versus people who did not get a CPAP had no difference when it come, came to cardiovascular outcome or uh, or dying for any reason and, and things of that nature. So that really changed things, at least the way I see it in the landscape, where there was even a question whether we need to treat severe sleep apnea with a CPAP device. Again, not medical advice, just me sharing uh, you know some of the literature here. So I would say that for someone who finds things getting easier sleep-wise, then maybe maybe there is no urgent need to to uh, use a CPAP device. But of course, that's a, a uh, you know discussion with, between you and your doctor. Now, let's say uh, someone like Medium Blue has found, he finds that, oh, actually I did have, you know, sleep apnea symptoms. I was snoring loudly, I was choking, I was sleepy, I fell asleep, you know, very easily. I fell asleep during the day, those type of symptoms and had a sleep uh, study and decides that they talk to your doctor and they say that, yeah, I think I really want to do CPAP. Then, you know, how can one get acclimatized to CPAP while still having maybe not insomnia, but kind of the fear of insomnia, you know, which is almost the same thing, right? The fear of having insomnia keeps us awake, then that's really a fear of fear. And insomnia itself is really a fear of fear, right? So it's kind of the same thing. But what what if one is maybe more in, in um, medium blues position here where there's not so much struggle sleeping now, but there's kind of a fear of making a change, right? Well, to me, this is kind of a classical kind of encouraging thing, encouraging kindness thing here. That on one hand, we can see that, for example, saying like, I want to use a CPAP, but I'm so afraid it will disrupt my sleep or cause me to have insomnia again, that I'm gonna avoid using it. Well, we can see that that is actually the type of thought pattern that in a way leads us to have insomnia because you know anyone can have a, a night of little sleep like, and it happens to humans all, 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 all the time, right? But it's when we go, oh no, this cannot happen again. I need to do something or avoid something so I don't have trouble sleeping again then that you know produces like this effort this this attempt to avoid becomes a, a way to try to control sleep that then makes us have more trouble sleeping so insomnia really it all originates from a place where we were trying to avoid having another night of little sleep so when we go like i cannot use the cpap because that will make me have insomnia again in a way that is the type of thought pattern that creates insomnia so when we see this we can see that courage can be really helpful. The courage to be like, you know, I'm going to use the CPAP device. And if it disrupts my sleep, if it keeps me awake, then that's just an opportunity for me to to face what I've been afraid of, which is not sleeping, you know, and when we, when we face what we've been afraid of, the brain can really see that there is nothing there, there's no real danger there, and it can be really helpful. But kindness is just as helpful. And with kindness in this context, it's, it's to, to have the same realization that, okay, it's sort of like, avoiding more trouble sleeping 
trying to control that, trying to avoid it is often a, a reason we have trouble sleeping, but I don't need to push myself to, I don't need to push myself to face what I've been scared of. I can take it at my time. I can, I can let the CPAP device sit for a while. And while, when I feel ready for it, then I can use it. You know, that gentle and kind way, I think helps so, so much. So again, courage helps, kindness helps. Like when, when is it time to deploy courage and kind of use the CPAP device? And when, when is the time to deploy kindness and be like, no, it's okay. I don't need to use it now. It's that inner compass. You know, you, you, you have to sort of like feel your way forward sometimes, but those are my thoughts on these questions. Hope it was helpful to you, Medium Blue, and anyone else who's had similar questions. Now, if you do have uh, several questions about your sleep and you know, you're know you having trouble sleeping, you don't really know what to start in terms of applying the, 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 the teachings we have here, well then I encourage you to head over to thesleepcoachschool.com and scroll down to our free mini course, Ready to Sleep in Five Days, which is available now. You can, again, sign up for free. It's just like every day you get a new teaching for five days. And I've really tried to put, you know, condense everything I've learned over the last many, many years into kind of like the kind of key teachings in that free mini course. So I hope it will really help you. And with that said, I wish you a peaceful weekend ahead and uh, look forward to having you back real soon. Bye for now. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com. You'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.